The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. Hi, Mum. Imagine me. Be careful because a lady's reputation is like a needle. Once it's broken, it's broken forever. I remember her saying that to me. And she said, my father said that to me. And I was, and at the time I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I just think about that. And I was like, oh my God, I've literally done some of the sluttiest things in the world. And I think my reputation is totally fine. Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. On this week's episode, we're welcoming back a guest who kicked off last season for us. She's someone we reference almost every episode and has garnered herself a following of those seeking the best relationship advice we know. It is, of course, Lisa McFarlane, relationship coach, talking intimacy, and I've written in fancy instead of intimacy here. (laughs) Connection, healthy conflict, love languages, attachment styles, and so much more. We owe so much to Lisa on both of our personal journeys she's guided us through your letters and is all round a bloody good friend so welcome lisa welcome back thank you and you're gonna make me cry we're only at the door for goodness sake and do you know what you also are like the warmest most genuine Here lovely i know but i'm really gonna cry we'll no because I, 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 me I do think it's something that really sets you apart lisa and maybe we don't give ourselves enough credit for these things but you emanate such warmth you're so approachable, which is why you have done so well. You're not a pretentious wanker. No, I tried my best not to be a pretentious wanker. <laughs> so that is why you're loved. And Fiona, yesterday we were at an event together. I say we were at an event together. Lisa was a speaker and I was there like a player. Nice. I was an attendee. And Lisa was there giving her talk about all the things and she was just amazing. Had to make it really child friendly. That was the most difficult part. Well, you did we make only a, talked about the Kit Kat. You, make, you basically said, does your, does your partner like either a two or four finger Kit Kat or finger or whatever? And everybody- Hang on, Lisa, just me, just me, come here. <laughs> this is- Hi, how are you? Hey guys, <laughs> this is boyfriend, right. we can't say his name. Say hi to your Love Bites fans. Hi everybody, how is everyone? <laughs> Mr. Bleep making his love yeah, this, debut. Yeah, this is my debut. I love it. <laughs> On my second day. Uh, oh my God. God. I love it. And he also bought you up a cup of tea as well. He did. Can you believe that? I get shouted and screamed at through from the other room to make a cup of tea. You, she, as you should. Uh, Fiona, you need to have a little bell. Yeah. I, I know. It, it'd be a lot nicer than her screeching at me. Mister, anyway, can guys, I just ask you a question time. before you rush off? Did yeah, you bring of course, her any yeah. biscuits? Did you bring her any biscuits? No, she finished the Tim Tams last night. Oh. <laughs> Good. Oh, Good biscuit, biscuit choice. I don't want one. I find I don't want Guys, have a great recording. Take care. Bye. See ya. Oh, very exciting. <laughs> very exciting. <laughs> sorry. Sorry for that interlude. What were you saying about fingering with Kit Kats? Oh, yes. Oh, speaking of biscuits. <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, her um, Lisa's talk was child-friendly, but I would say least with mm. quite a bit of um, sexual innuendo, but just the right amount. Like She wasn't crude as fuck like us. Mm. She was just like tastefully crude. Mm. Um, but it was a brilliant, brilliant talk. And something that I picked up from the talk that maybe I didn't before, mm-hmm. or maybe you just impressed this point a little bit more, is how we 
should not feel any shame in not being taught these things in school we are taught trigonometry mm-hmm. we are taught we are told about you know the discharge cycles of our menstrual cycle mm-hmm. we are taught all these very perfunctory factual things but actually we are not taught how to have good healthy successful relationships mm-hmm. Photosynthesis is what we might think of it. What do we need to know about that for now? Apparently, it's when the sunlight. But, like, I see that just happens. We don't need to actually worry ourselves like, about you, that. Did, do, we? do you know what trigonometry is? I think I probably did. But Have I you ever to... had to use that since? No, An acute no. fucking right angle? Uh-huh. No. <laughs> so tell us, a, break it down. So the shame and guilt that um, I felt when, well, when I went to therapy the first time, I felt terrible shame and guilt. I'm like, my mummy had passed away. I shouldn't have felt any shame and guilt about that. Um, And then the guilt and shame that we felt when we went um, to talk to our therapist, we didn't tell anybody. We didn't tell the babysitter. We didn't tell anybody. It's just, especially here, maybe it's better in other countries, but the shame and guilt. And my whole thing, as soon as we went on our journey was like, okay, why am I beating myself up with this? I didn't know these things. I didn't know that you weren't allowed to huff. I was a huffer for 25 years. I didn't know you weren't allowed to huff. I just thought I saw my mommy doing it. That was that was our that was our thing. I just thought that's what you did. And then she was like, no, you can't do that. It's very immature. And I was like, cross for a second. And then, okay, if we can't, and I said yesterday, you wouldn't blame your child when they can't go to the toilet. You don't say you should never have been using nappies. You just didn't know how to go to the toilet. You know, we just didn't know. And we just kept repeating and repeating and repeating all cycles that we had seen growing up in our childhood. And um, it was just our, it was just, that was just our programming. Mm-hmm. We talked a lot yesterday about programming and other guys there were talking a lot about programming, but I had to look at it. And then, then that just takes the shame and guilt away. So my job is to take the shame and guilt away for other people. It's okay. We should be educating ourselves. And do you know this? I still don't really get referrals sometimes people will say oh my sister-in-law told me she follows you on instagram mm-hmm. there's very few people still to this day will say we're going to a relationship coach mm-hmm. so we've got work to do we've still got work takes to do. time takes time takes time i um fiona at the event yesterday it was so lovely it was called happy fest and it was five six hundred people brought together um, with the premise of learning more about alternative therapies, healing therapies and businesses. So everything from kinesiology, Reiki, breath work. I I feel that people were a bit more open-minded to things that aren't typically antidepressants. And there's nothing wrong with those things, of course, but I think that rehabilitation um, and thriving can really be complemented by numerous different therapies. So I did feel that everybody came with an open mindset. It was a ticketed event. So you had to pay 10 pounds to become exposed to those things. But my cousin, for example, was in the audience when Lisa was speaking. And my cousin is married to a guy who I, he wouldn't be your typical relationship therapist type guy. He's a salt of the earth, down to earth, Irish man. And he's a real man's man. And I could see him and he was like looking at looking at Lisa and stuff. And I went said to him after I was like, well, Patrick, what do you think? And he was like, hi, oh, yeah, I was really good. It was really good. See, the next time she bothers me and says, you need to get up with your arse. I'm going to say, Lisa said I should be filling my relationship cup. And that's what I'm doing. I'm sitting here watching football, filling my own, relationship filling cup. his own cup so we can fill the relationship Sorry, cup. Sorry, yes, filling his own cup. But you know what? It's as simple as that. 
that everybody needs to fill their own cup mm-hmm. to bring the best version of them to your relationship. Mm-hmm. If you are fucking knackered mm-hmm. and if you feel so entrenched and down in the dumps and just shit about life, what are you going to then bring to your relationship? Very little. And relationships can go through phases of that. So um, if you're going through a phase of grief or a big phase of stress at work or things like that, relationships can cope with that for five weeks, six weeks, eight weeks. When we saw a lot of that during COVID where people were just put into so much trauma and their relationship was really struggling. And it's okay for two weeks or three weeks or four weeks. But then when it starts to go into three and four months that we don't, that our cup's so empty that we can't fill the relationship cup, then that starts in the real mm-hmm. cracks. So, you know, your relationship should be solid enough that it can carry itself for four weeks, five weeks. But after a while, you need to go, okay, it's been six months now and we haven't had a date. We haven't gone anywhere. And that's what happened to tons of people during COVID. They couldn't go out. They yeah. couldn't do, they couldn't invest in the relationship cup because they were so, you know, work was just, it was just all just so difficult. So, yeah. Do you know what? But it was funny too, wasn't it? I like to make it funny. It's fucking hilarious. Somebody said, if this whole thing doesn't work out for you, stand-up comedian is your way to go. You're, but you're, you're effortless. You're really, really good. And when you were mentioning about the, the depleted self cup, yeah. cup of self that leads into the relationship cup, the, the last couple of podcasts that I've had with Fiona, I think it's been very apparent, hasn't it, that I maybe haven't been filling up either of those cups Mm -hmm. and it hasn't stewed me or my relationship in the best of stead Mm -hmm. so what I love about you why I implore anybody to follow Lisa is she gives you give really tangible advice Mm -hmm. you don't just give this airy fairy wanker terminology and people are like what does that mean and how can I implement that you give real life examples right so I thought about you at the weekend my partner and I haven't had a date night in months we haven't really seen each other in months with the nature of his his work and we also haven't made the effort Mm -hmm. so this Saturday we were having a date day Mm -hmm. and it was just like our reconnection time so got up in the morning and whatever happened whatever we discussed we started to have words Mm -hmm. And there was nipping back and forth mm-hmm. and there was a lot of tension. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. We weren't shouting and screaming, arguing, mm-hmm. but we were definitely engaged in heavy discussion. Mm-hmm. He left the room. I left the room. What I would normally do is sit with it and see, mm-hmm. ruminate on it, mm-hmm. get pissed off, go in, slam the door, <laughs> look around, just make it known that I was pissed. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, here we go, Laura the Huffer, what you've always done. So I took your advice and I just snapped out of it. I was like, notice the pattern mm-hmm. and intercept. Mm-hmm. So I went down the stairs and I went in and I was like, you know what? What the fuck are we doing? Mm-hmm. Can we just start this again? Mm-hmm. Can we just start the day again? And let's, that conversation, yeah. let's park it and let's, just go for a coffee and fucking shake it off. I was like, come on, give me a hug. And I hugged him and he, he was hugging me like this. <laughs> uh, and I was like, you fucking hug me. If we're going to do this, you uh-huh. better damn well hug. And he was like, <laughs> and you know what? Two minutes later, yeah. I was like, well, we'll go and get that coffee. Mm-hmm. When we went and bought our coffee in Hillsborough, we sat and had a pastry and a mini fry. Forgotten about, gone. But it takes you to notice it happening 
and to be like, now come on, let's do this differently. So we'll talk about that's reprogramming, which okay. you did really well, beautifully. Reprogramming, identifying, and then reprogramming. And then you can go and say, can I get a reset? Mm-hmm. Can I just get a reset? Can I get a reset, please? Because we've been doing this program for programming for a long time. Mm-hmm. We need to we need to be kind to ourselves and say, right, okay, why don't we be too far down that track there? I need to get a reset. And you might need to go and walk the dog and come back and say, and, and when we love someone and we're in a respectful relationship, our person will then say, yes, let's get a reset. Because I'm sure it wasn't anything life-changing that you're no. even discussing. It's probably, did, why did you not make yeah. the bed or this bathroom? I think it was one of know. those tip of iceberg things. Mm-hmm. And I'd be interested with you, Fiona. You've obviously literally just moved in with your boyfriend. Like, that's really exciting. Yeah, I... I think that um, what we've discovered also when you live with someone, obviously you're seeing them so much more is also if we argue, it's almost like getting all the things that we need to say, but in an argument state. And what I noticed the other day, we had an argument about something. I can't remember what it was. And we said things to each other and like how we wanted to, you know, go forth in the relationship, but we were still like in the argument phase. So the next day I forced us I was literally sitting at my day. It was literally like a, it was like an interview. I was sitting at my desk at home and he was on the sofa and I was like, right, you tell me the things that you think that we need to work on. And I'll tell you when we were like, had already made up, we'd gone to sleep, we woke up and it was like a new day. And, but we went back to the points that we were annoyed about last night, but in a different setting. Cause what I've noticed that between me and him is we argue and we try and sort things out whilst we're still annoyed or upset because you're not going to, get over it within like two seconds you're probably still upset or like you know you and you can also I think use ammunition from the argument because it's just happened so that worked really nicely for us so I was like well that need to do that next time so when we argue but then we bring up all the other things Mm. we call that bringing up all the dishes in the sink instead of just dealing with the bowl that you're trying to wash so just really try to focus on the thing that's come up right now because it's our adrenaline goes and we feel all and we're like, okay, I'm going to get this in. I'm going to get this in. I'm going to say that. But we need to be brave enough in our relationships and have good communication when we don't have that adrenaline. We don't have that red mist that we can sit down the next day, Fiona. Very proud of you, Fiona. Mm-hmm. Sitting down the next day and saying, like you would do in business. Like you would do. We're all businesswomen here. We all have our own businesses. Um, I'm still struggling with the word entrepreneur, but we'll get there. Um, so we all and in business, if Laura and I do, you'd say, okay, pet, I need to think about that and I'll come back to you tomorrow. And you'd go off and you'd run to and then I'm sure that sounded beautiful on the podcast. Um, <laughs> and then you'd come back and you say, No, Laura, let's think about this. How would we do this? Like you would in business is and I hate to talk about relationships like their businesses but they are your partnerships, you know? Do you know another thing that you said yesterday, Lisa, and you've said it before, but it kind of stuck with me yesterday. You don't have to agree on everything. You don't have Mm. to convince, use all your precious energy to convince that person to agree with you. It doesn't work like that. And I feel like it, it, it goes from a relationship out into the world. We try to convince people in the street. You should think Mm. what I think and it creates so much animosity and resentment and wasted energy in your relationship like Fiona you and your partner and me me and mine we are going to disagree I'm going to disagree with you Fiona and I'm going to disagree with you Lisa Mm -hmm. and in this like trifecta Mm -hmm. 
you don't have to agree on everything and you know what if you don't agree just let it go as long as it's done exactly and within friendships we can just if you went out shopping say you were doing up your house and I went out with you and I'd be like oh those tiles are gorgeous and you said I'm not so keen on those fine not a problem absolutely not a problem Laura doesn't like them I like them it doesn't hurt my feelings it doesn't it's just fine but within relationships somehow or other because we're doing these intimate acts and we're trying to build this life they have to like the tiles because we like the tiles Mm -hmm. they don't have to like the tiles you know they don't have to that's their opinion and everyone comes to relationship with their own worldview. Maybe those tiles reminded them of their granny's house. It was a horrible experience to go there and they didn't like it. But even in their, they don't know that in their consciousness and their subconscious is somewhere in there. They don't have to like them. They don't have to like it. Um, And I know even for us, I mean, my husband has come a long way in his spiritual journey and his woo-woo-ness and all that stuff. But it's still not his thing. Like he was there yesterday and he liked it. Very supportive. Very supportive. And then he was like, can I please go now? That's quite enough for the wee-wee for me. Thank you very much. He's not going to go and lie in a tent. I've sent him out the breath work. I was like, Nigel, you should go and... I breathe every day, all day. I don't need to be shown how to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> and at the beginning, that used to really piss me off. I forgot I can swear. That used to piss me off at the beginning. I was like, you should love it. I love it. You should love it. No, I don't want him to be a clone of me. I want them to be his own man. That was his thing. I've been breathing. I don't need someone to show me how to breathe, Lisa. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I think um, our partners are both very mm-hmm. similar in mm-hmm. that respect. We have a letter. Oh, exciting. So we had this letter come in a couple of weeks ago and we felt that this was geared to you. Perfect. This letter had your name mm-hmm. written all over it. Hi girls, I've been contemplating writing this message for a while, but I'm so socially awkward. The fact is, I feel immense shame and guilt around sex. I don't enjoy it. I don't think I ever have. The relationship with my husband is pretty sexist. We, We do it on occasion, but this is more out of a sense of duty. He doesn't make me feel pressured, but I know my lack of interest hurts him deeply. I come from Northern Ireland and I've always had a weird relationship with sex. Like we were told to cover our eyes when a Tampax advert came on. God, that used to be so awkward. A friend recommended that I listen to you girls and it has been an eye opener for sure. At times I cringe at what you say, fair. And I know that's a reflection on me more than you. I have loved following Lisa as I really connected with her given her very religious upbringing I also watched Naked Attraction upon her advice wow I think I'm trying to ask is it okay not to like or enjoy sex am I odd feeling like this am I denying myself something so special I want to feel horny it just hasn't happened dear me dear 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 well thank you first of all thank Mm -hmm. you so much guys and, and it just, it always just fills me with so much appreciation that people trust me with these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, exactly. My religious background, I was lights off, sheet over the face, the whole thing. I did always enjoy sex, but I couldn't talk about it in the daytime. And here I am talking about it to everybody. So I couldn't talk about it in the daytime. Um, I wasn't probably particularly good at saying my needs, that sort of stuff. But because she's worried about it, it's clearly a thing. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't a thing, she wouldn't, she would just be like, oh, I'm not really into it. And we're fine with that. And it's grand because she's worried about it, it makes me feel that she does have to push into it. Now, I'll go on a little mini rant here. Is that oh, okay? Rant away. We love the rant. 
relevant. Okay, so a really good book is Come As You Are. It's a, here it is, I'm recording you see here as well as talking. Here, Come As You Are, really good book. It's a hard enough read, but it's very, very good. She talks about brakes and accelerators, okay? So this lady, what's her name again? Did you say her name? Emily Nagoski. Mm-hmm. Oh no, our listener. No, no she's, she's anonymous. So let's call her Jill. So Jill has tons of breaks on right now. And those breaks can be really subconscious because of her upbringing. So when we are brought up in a really religious upbringing, um, we are told that sexuality is wrong. The actual truth of the matter is that your sexuality and your spirituality are connected. Mm-hmm. But the church took that away from us because that was far too dangerous. Mm-hmm. Women actually knowing that they're sexual beings we can't be having that that was just ridiculous and that was taken away from us in like the 1400s and it was decided she talks about this in the book that men's genitals were to be celebrated because they were out and proud and women's genitals were to be shamed because they were tucked under Mm. okay and that was it women were then shamed and that has gone on for generation upon generation upon generation and this lady we're calling her jill is carrying her mummy's guilt her grandmother's guilt, her great-grandmother's guilt. She's carrying all that programming and guilt and it's stopping her feeling horny, it's stopping her feeling sexual, it's stopping her feeling turned on. Isn't that mad? Another book is Untamed by Glennon Doyle. She found out, this Laura's way to the bookshelf now, she found out that her husband was having affairs actually for 15 years and she had to go on her own journey and it's a brilliant, brilliant book Turns out that she's gay. That doesn't happen to everybody. But she, the point of the matter is she had never taken time to actually figure out what her own sexuality was. Mm-hmm. She was married at 21. She'd never taken the time to figure out what we were talking earlier about filling her own cup. She'd never taken the time to figure out what turns her on. Is it men? Is it women? Is it hairy chest? Is it this? Is it that? Is it oral sex? Is it penetration? Is it touching? Is it kissing? She'd never taken the time to actually figure out what she found horny, mm-hmm. what actually worked for her. Brilliant book. Now, if you want to go actually woo-woo, off the chart woo-woo, um, love your lady landscape. And look, sorry, people who are listening can't see this, but the words are little pubes. Look. Oh my God, I can see. That's so funny. But it was lying around my house and my son had to tell me. Um, see? <laughs> it's been pubes. <laughs> Trust your gut, care for down there, and reclaim your fierce feminine she power this she power this knowing there was people running around yesterday they were they were full in their she power and this this inner this this place where we can cultivate and grow things inside our feminine body we have to get back to this it is our spiritual calling and sexuality and spirituality go hand in hand i have a question yes um obviously we've spoken about this before about how to turn yourself on which is obviously like it doesn't always necessarily have to be like I get turned on by a big dick it can be literally anything it can be like I get turned on when I go to the gym or whatever do you how would you advise people to get to that if you are literally you know we're starting at zero we don't have a clue we kind of maybe have an inkling but not really sure what are the steps that we would need to take to find those things out like is it really just a case of sitting down and thinking about it or would you do you have like exercises that you could do like journaling or whatever it is what is your what's your advice on that well 
tons of the shame and guilt comes from body image as well and again as women we have been told that this that and the other so what I say to people is find a essential oil or a moisturizer or something that you really like that just I think when we say turned on I think it's nearly too far late for people that just makes you feel hmm was that was that a word is there a word for it I kind of thought what you meant like mm. I kind of know pardon like I, I know what you mean is that weird yeah like just makes you feel something mm. figure it think you think you're better with the words than me Laura figure out a word for that just makes you feel content sensual 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 makes you feel sensual you know when you go to a spa that smell in a spa you're like mm. Mm, that smell so <laughs> um find a smell that makes you feel like that and find a part of your body that you're okay with maybe it's your wee finger maybe it's your ankle maybe it's your toe maybe it's your knee maybe it's your breasts maybe and I want you to start worshipping that part of your body like you really love it okay so it's your wee finger it's your hand it's your whatever and I want you to talk to that part of your body really nicely and then I want you to work up to the parts of your body that you're not so keen on but I want you to say to those parts of your body the same thing that you said to the part of the body you loved with the same intention because we have to love and accept our bodies if we want to be sexual sensual Mm -hmm. beings because it's our body it's our it's where our pleasure lies in our body we have to love and accept that and watching things like naked attraction really help because you see all the vaginas hanging out and you're like grand it's all good and another one I'm watching the minute is build a set how to build a sex room so funny it's so good also i forgot to recommend my own ebook i'm holding it up to the camera again my own ebook i took a ton in there about sex and guilt and shame and all that stuff and guilt and shame is put on us to keep us small i will feel guilt and shame after this i'll be like oh, da, da, da. but we have to know that it's going to come and it's okay lions and tigers and bears are not coming they're not coming lions and tigers and bears are not coming but there's a part of our brain that wants to keep us safe but that part keeps us so small and it keeps us from having great sex like this um just in the same question a similar thing of like how you can do it because obviously like I know how to fill my own cup and obviously it comes there's a lot of stuff that comes with filling your own cup and it leads into like what turns you on because I think that if you know how to do things for yourself it feeds into Mm -hmm. a lot of things like how to turn yourself on and how to do all those things in stripping it back to literally filling your own cup how would you go about that if you're literally like I don't actually know like I know that like going to the gym and like doing self-care those things or like going to Pilates those things fills my cup so I make sure I do it but if you're literally like have no clue how would you go about finding that as well yeah, and I think we're very much, I know I was brought up that when you start something, you must finish it. Now, it's, that's a great thing for me because I never let people down. I wouldn't ever do that. But sometimes we're like, oh, Fee loves the gym. So I must love the gym too. Yeah. Try everything. Try everything. And actually think for yourself, do I like this? No, I don't actually. Have the freedom to say, no, I don't like this. Someone sent me to CrossFit one time. <laughs> because they loved it I mean could you imagine these boobs at CrossFit that's just not going to be a real thing no no and then you feel like a dick because you're like I don't like CrossFit 
I would rather throw a rope up than do CrossFit. Absolutely. Someone I was talking to yesterday, I said, and would your husband come? She said, he'd rather put needles in his eye. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Grant, that's pretty hot. So try everything. Don't let fear stop you. Try everything. Horse riding, painting. Some people love cleaning their own houses. Mystery to me. Absolute mystery to me. Absolute mystery. I pay people to do that sort of shit. Um, no, absolute mystery. Some people love that. Some people feel so great about themselves because they've got their house all clean. No, no, no. Some people love painting. Some people love all that. Try everything and actually sit with how does this feel? Maybe it's going out lying in the grass. Maybe it's doing your gardening. Whatever it is. Maybe it's washing your car. Whatever it is. Some people like golf. My husband likes cycling. Again, shoot me. Um, find something that you love, but you have to try lots of things. And don't fill your cup because so-and-so says this really works for them filling their cup. Be brave enough to say, no, that's shit. Say playing devil's advocate here with this letter. Say this girl fills her own cup. Mm-hmm and feels slightly more fulfilled mm-hmm. in terms of doing whatever hobby mm-hmm. that may be. And say then she still doesn't feel the burning desire. Mm-hmm. Can a couple lead a happy, content relationship without it? Mm-hmm. I was actually just reading something in the Huffington Post the other day, get me, um, and they were saying the same thing. As long as both parties are fine grand with it it's fine um i think usually there's one person in the situation who is really wants sex this one that i'd read was that they're both very in love but he still wanted to have sex and he was going to start talking to his wife about how to step outside the marriage to be sexually fulfilled outside the marriage we talked about this before girls we have to get away from this monogamy one person our whole life that's my choice. That's what I do. But we have to open our minds to these things. My other question would be, does this lady, we're calling her Jill, actually know what turns her on? Does she know about her labia? Does she know vulva? Does she know her clitters? Does she know what actually turns her on? Has she made love to herself? Does she know how her actual body works? Because sometimes with a man, we're asking them to search about in a dark room for a light switch with no instruction. He doesn't have all those bits. So maybe has she not had a good experience, but does she know how to tell her person what turns her on actually physically? Does she need to bring in maybe sex toys or watching something with her partner, maybe ethical porn? All these things we have to be able to talk about. Oh, none of these things might be right for her, but she has to start pushing the envelope a wee bit more mm-hmm. and see what it is. Um, yeah, that'd be my advice. Do you know when we have had conversations Fiona and I about this lack of libido um, lack of sex drive lack of feeling desired horny it's the one topic that we talk about that results in such an influx Mm. of messages and it's not just from women who maybe you typically think do have a reduced libido around menopause time it's from girls our age young women mm-hmm. that feel so cheated out of that sexual prime energy that we're told in mm-hmm. cosmopolitan mm-hmm. and all the magazines and even netflix documentaries about you should be like you know at your sexual peak at this age and i know that i've talked about it on the podcast before about feeling cheated mm-hmm. and robbed 
of the fucking horn Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I've definitely gone in peaks and troughs but I think that's definitely aligned with my life Mm -hmm. coming Mm -hmm. back home you know the grief process in there 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 is and I I can see the the same thing and pattern like in my relationship play out and I just think it's such a shame for women to not feel sexually fulfilled mm-hmm. um I think a lot of women don't even feel it in the first place mm-hmm. they don't even know what it feels like to want to have sex with somebody to initiate a physical mm-hmm. you know relationship to even initiate with initiate it with themselves mm-hmm. and I do think that it's so common in Northern mm-hmm. Ireland in North South Ireland and by the way this is not a religion thing this mm-hmm. isn't like if you're Catholic or Protestant this is across the board mm-hmm. um, in Northern Ireland um, in Ireland um, I think even the UK we've got a lot of Arabic listeners as well mm-hmm. in the Middle East I know they come to me for coaching <laughs> so I think we're all pretty unified in our feelings of just yeah, and I suppose we have to think about what is what. What are we seeing in the movies? What are we reading in magazines? What are we seeing? What is this a true representation of how we feel when life gets busy? It is the first thing to go. Do you know what kills women's libido? The the highest killer of women's libido is resentment. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. Killer of erections is stress. Mm-hmm. the killer of for women is resentment so that can be that maybe your person didn't put the bins out or maybe your person said they were going to do x y and day and they so that resentment that we have to be able to communicate about tell me how you communicate about sex and i'll tell you about your sex life mm-hmm. so if you can talk about sex and be intimate that way intimate in the communication then that opens up the sex i'm saying do you yes. think that like i find um like i was thinking about when laura was talking about you know, women that have ne- feel like they would cheat, they've cheated out of the horn and they've never felt this like urge. Do you think that's because a lot of women, when you're growing up, like whenever you start having sex, which is like, it can range from like 14 to whenever. Um, do you think that it's because like we're, one, we're not taught properly. Well, I don't know what it is now, but we definitely millennials like us at our age we weren't taught how to have sex for pleasure so our first experiences of that probably were like a few thrusts and like literally nothing like I don't think I experienced my first orgasm and enjoyed sex until I was in my 20s so like Mm -hmm. do you think that it that can also then be prolonged for a lot of women so they're not the reason why they don't have that horn is because they've never actually experienced the good sex so they don't really want to do it again and they've never had that like sexual uh, awakening really from men and all from themselves because obviously you're not taught how to masturbate at school you're just not you're taught from like your friends or like just from like having an experimentation time but that I always think that that's quite a but then how do we how do we how do we I don't know stop that in a way like is it genuinely a case of like you've just gotta get down there and find out for yourself and like almost mm-hmm. like just have the balls or no balls to just do it so I was talking to somebody last week and they said in their household growing up their parents would say to them when they were late teens 20s now how's your sex life and I hope you're having plenty of orgasms because orgasms are really good for your health imagine if we were brought up like that god imagine how that would change our relationships Mm -hmm 
to sex mm-hmm. and connection and orgasms. My mum said if- to me, be careful because a lady's reputation is like a needle. Once it's broken, it's broken forever. I remember her saying that to me and she said, <laughs> my father said that to me. And I was, and at the time I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I just think about that. And I was like, oh my God, I've literally done some of the sluttiest things in the world. And I think my <laughs> reputation is totally fine. I've got a boyfriend. I'm very happy your needle's broken. Yeah, you know what? Well, I'm glad they're broken. Well, broken I know wow. um so imagine if we so and we talk all the time we talk girls all the time about mindset subconscious what's going on behind the scenes how do we need to rewrite this for us how do we need to write it for our young people this sort of thing you know imagine if so there has to be stuff in that I'm not an expert you know Esther Perel is the expert in all things and um, erotic intelligence but there has to be something in that and when you think about how boys are raised it's totally different Mm -hmm. it's just totally different they're celebrated they're sowing their wild oats yeah her face breaking her needle and boys are sowing their wild oats (laughs) I mean you know it's just this we have to take that into consideration now but you know what I always say I've never in my life felt like going to the gym but I have to go to the gym sometimes now when we're in loving and respectful relationships and a week has passed or two weeks passed it's always great when you go to the gym but you sometimes have to get your head in the right place to go to the gym, you know, and that might be having a nice bath, saying to your partner, look, can you put the kids to bed tonight? Because I need time for me because I need to switch. Well, I have, I'd have people ask me this all the time. I need to switch from mum zone to sexual being mm-hmm. and, and women need like a, a decompression time to switch from that. And it's actually finding that, you know, people like to go away to hotels, <clears throat> um, you know, because their teenagers are in the house, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Uh, not me at all. And so all that sort of thing um, has to play in. We have to talk about these things and we have to keep our automatic negative thoughts, surely, mm-hmm. under control. Because Shirley will say, oh, you don't really want to be bothered. Oh, sure. So, and we have to talk to Shirley and say, Shirley, people think I'm insane, don't they? You have to talk to Shirley and say, Shirley, shut sex, the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And sex is great. I love this person. We talked before about using the positive affirmations. Sex is good. I deserve this. I deserve pleasure. I deserve to be desired. I'm here for this. I want to have great sex. All that sort of thing. People also say to me all the time, I just want to wait for it to happen organically. It doesn't happen organically. When you were dating, you shaved your legs and you went for a wax because you thought this weekend you might be getting sex. It didn't happen or there's going to be occasions, but even when that happens, I'm sure we all run to the bathroom to have a quick freshen up beforehand, yeah. you know, face towel, you know, yeah. it, we fresh towel, <laughs> we flannel, we flannel, but not with flannel did, you ever hear about the, did you hear about the woman who went to first smear and she'd use her child's face cloth, but the child had face paint on the face cloth <gasps> and she'd sparkled her, her vulva. Oh gosh. Well, at least it was and clean. It, and the GP was like, um, I like what you're doing down here, but there was no need um, oh, I've God. got a question. This is like my yeah. it's a personal question, actually. Yes. So obviously I've just moved in with someone and we've kind of got to that point in our relationship where we're not banging each other every night. And it's just mm-hmm. like it definitely has slowed down, but it's not because obviously we don't want to, it's just because that's just the natural progression of relationships, especially when you live together, because obviously you're tired and whatever from work. I um, re- and like he's told me this before like I'm really bad at also like gauging when he's ready I when I'm ready I think that he should be ready too so like mm-hmm. I'll like 
I will just, if I've had a shower or whatever, it's like, I did this the other morning. I like had a shower and he was still in bed and then I got on top of him. I love it because he's in the next room. I hope it's not him. And like, he was just like, babe, I've literally just got up. I haven't brushed my teeth. Like, can you just wait? And I was like, why are you never want to have sex with me? And like, I'm just like, is there, what can I, like, do I need to sit down and be like, right, when is your time? Like, tell me when, because then I can time it because I know when I'm wanting to do it and it's probably because I've had a shower. It's not, it's not, it doesn't happen like randomly when I'm sitting on the sofa. I know what I do to like make myself ready for him though. Do you think it's like, it is a case of sitting down and can, this can be for anyone as well and being like, tell me when, because then I'll time it better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now there's a couple of things and we're going to get right into the nitty gritty now. Okay. So there's a couple of things. So if I'm coaching couples and they're having sort of disconnect with their sex life, and this is very, this, you might not agree with this, but this is what I tell people and the evidence shows us this. Um, masturbation and self-love and self-pleasure can, is, can be a brilliant part of our relationships. But if we are having, I'm not saying this is your thing, Fee, but I'm just saying generally, mm-hmm. um, if we're having a disconnect with time, it could be that you come home from work and you jump in the shower and you want to have sex. But maybe your partner has had self-pleasure at four o'clock that afternoon and they're like oh no no I'm sorted okay so for a little while I recommend to people and I like to put it like this if you want the candy here's your shop okay okay so you're on a good cycle with each other so because do you understand what I mean Fee because if you self-pleasure at six now maybe you could go again at half six no problem at all but your drive and your momentum might not be as strong Mm -hmm. as it would be if you'd waited all day for your person to come up come home and you'd let that sexual energy build within yourself make sense yeah makes sense? That makes sense so that's one thing the other thing is you just have to say all your words before you get in the shower say hmm would you fancy having making love when I come out of the shower and then you're better off knowing okay remember what we always talk about expectations meeting reality every argument not every argument 80% of arguments start when expectations don't meet reality I thought that this was going to happen. They thought that was going to happen. And it's nobody's fault. It was just your expectations didn't meet reality. Mm. Your expectations didn't meet reality when you came out of the shower. His expectations was that he was getting up with the kettle on and brush his teeth. Yeah. And, and I, people, and I'm terrible because I sometimes take that as a sign that he doesn't want to and keep saying, I do. It's just, I'm not ready yet. But, and like, I also think that if he tried it on with me and I hadn't brushed my teeth, I'd probably do the same. But I think Imagine you were sitting on the sofa, you've just come out of the gym, Kipperman Central, and he's like, Oh, come on, let me lick you out. You'd be like, fuck off. Don't come yeah. anywhere near me. And it's a it's a case of just actually sitting down and saying, When do you want to bang? When's a good time for you? Like with my partner. He works shift work. Sometimes he'll say to me on a Monday afternoon, come on, we'll go upstairs for a ride. I am fucking knee deep. knee deep in emails, client crisis. I'm having a mental breakdown. I do not feel any sexual desire on a Monday afternoon, but that might be the only time that we get to do it. And I think something that you've normalized, Lisa, is scheduling sex dates. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, we're past the three month honeymoon mm-hmm. period where we're just like riding all around the house. <laughs> it needs to be a bit more contrived mm-hmm. and like you're going to the gym, sometimes you're like, oh, fuck it, I really can't be arsed. But you come out of the gym and you are fucking skipping to the beat of your own mm-hmm. drum and you feel good and you lie there after going, we need, we need, need to do this. Yeah. We need to connect. 
like okay. we've worked out now that like our time is a Sunday afternoon it just mm. is it has been for the past like two, three weeks or something and it's like okay that's our time to do it that's a great time Sunday afternoon I did mm-hmm. like, it'd be nice to have sex at night one day but also at the same time when you get into bed and you're just like I should probably go to sleep so like my like, cool you're tired you're bloated I feel like sometimes and let's move away from this myth that like date night mm-hmm. like date night sex needs to come before the meal yeah if you're waiting <laughs> until after dinner you've had six courses and three bottles of wine you've had a couple of tequilas maybe you've stopped off for a kebab on the way home I'm sorry I am not looking the day <laughs> we could talk at length about this but we need to move on to our favorite segment El recommends a huge shout out to our amazing sponsor, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand who create the most beautiful pieces. If you live in Dubai, you can avail of a four-hour delivery or you can take a visit to the beautiful Al store. There is a new pop-up um, at the Mall of Emirates. If you just keep an eye on their social media, you're going to find out where that is and when it's going to be. And we'll also share it on our Love Bites Instagram too. If you're living outside of Dubai, then delivery will take just a few days. They cover all taxes and shipping charges if your order is over $100. Don't forget to use the code LOVEBITES20 for an exclusive discount. We love to see you in your pieces. So please do tag us both. Do you want to quickly run over the names, the authors of okay. these. Okay. Yeah. So it's um lovely lady landscape, but that it's a it's like my Bible. Look at it. It's got coffee stains on it. And it's Lisa Lester. She has an Instagram page as well. It's excellent. Mm-hmm. Also, I'll throw in another thing. So the Netflix um pleasure, find your pleasure, Netflix. The principles special. of pleasure. Principles of pleasure. She's on this. No, she's the girl who wrote Come As, um, you, are. Come as you Are. That was actually going to be my recommendation for today because I have watched it. I've watched a couple of episodes and I honestly found it so interesting because she talked in length about the the shame of the hiding of the, the genitals, which I think mm-hmm. is actually, now you think about it, I'm like, wow, that is... I've never so thought much. about that. It's never even occurred to me they also They also talk in that program about why Viagra doesn't work for women. Are my our brains are not done like this? Are are they not? It's just they're not programmed the same way. Yes, we have been programmed, but it's just not programmed the same way. Would they? She also talks a lot in that series about how um this lovely lady doctor, not her, goes to UCLA to get funding to look into women's arousal. Just like we have spent millions and billions of looking into men's arousal. If men were having the same, sorry, ranting. Run get away. me a stool. Get me a stool. If men were having the same problems with shame and guilt, the world would stop spinning for this to get sorted out. But we are the ones that just go, oh well, you know, it's okay. <laughs> if it was the same, if it was the other way around, there'd be millions being spent on it. Viag- all the things. So she went to UCLA to say, look, we need to spend money on this to find out why women aren't having pleasure, blah, blah. And a board of white middle-aged men said, No, there's no need to spend money on that. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough. So we're still up against it. We're mm-hmm. still up against it. We're still up against it. So we have to do the work ourselves and you guys are being trailblazers for talking about all the things. And I sympathize with this woman in the letter because sometimes I'm even listening going, oh my God, girls. Oh, girls. Oh, oh dear, girls. Girls, 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 girls. Oh. Is it the Kipperman? Yeah, the tampon falling out. I just couldn't even cope with that one. <laughs> tampon falling out one month later, Lisa. I could I, I was just, I was walking up the road, the AirPods were in and out 50 million times. It took me back to the day when I had to desensitize myself about sex. And maybe this lady has to do that as well. I read all the books. 
they were so painful to read. I listened mm-hmm. to all the podcasts. It's literally your nervous system is like, ah, and we need to desensitize and really break these things down. So we've got three untamed, Glenn and Doris. Yes. Come as you are, Emily Nagoski. I'm pretty sure you've recommended yep. that before, Fiona. And Love Your Lady Landscape by Lisa Lister. And then the best of all, <laughs> this is Lisa's ebook. And it is tips and tools on how to have a healthy relationship. To me, this is everything so condensed down and it's utterly relatable with tangible action points. Mm -hmm. And you suggested yesterday that I thought was a really good idea. If you know somebody that's just got engaged Mm -hmm. or um, like Fiona, she's just moved in with her partner, this is something that you could give as a housewarming Mm -hmm. gift or something. It's £8.99, £8.99. And it really just... It gives so much um, information that I just find so relatable, and you're um, you just come across nice, like, like. But it's nice people like me too, doesn't it? People well, read I, it and they go. I was oh going to say you like just you. come across like your lovely self, <laughs> and it's like your big sister or your big cousin or your auntie just sitting you down and saying, "Listen, Laura." This is what we need to talk about. And it is. It's all the books and podcasts that I've read. So like little tasters of that. Mm -hmm. Now, I want you to remember, girls, that I was you standing in a Presbyterian church asking women of my age now, how do you do this? How do I do this? How do I raise my children? Still have desire for my husband. Still, how do I do this? And then just looking at me with blank faces. And it wasn't their fault. Can you imagine this in a Presbyterian church? Good gracious me. And it wasn't their fault. They didn't know. They literally were winging it. Our parents were winging it. We don't have to wing it anymore. We can educate ourselves. And if I can be the leader, again, difficulty with the word, but surely we want to get over it. If I can be the leader and do a little bit give a bit, a bit of information that's my absolute pleasure my absolute pleasure well it's Fucking been good. our Fiona. absolute pleasure to have you on again thank you so much and very, very love well. you so so much obviously if you need to reach out to lisa i believe your instagram account is relationship coach relationship.coaching.ni and you can probably find lisa i'm pretty sure we've tagged her on our instagram as well yes like a million times but we'll do that again well thank you so much ladies see you later see you later Bye. bye